Hello. Happy 2024. I'm recording this on my phone in a little voice note because I am, you might not be able to hear it, but I'm sick with a cold and I've had two colds now in the last two months despite wearing masks on public transit. Yes, I still wear my mask. I am really, really looking forward to putting out some new episodes for you after a few months of regrouping. January is a very lonely month, and I didn't want you to have to go through it all, all by yourself. And in the Northern Hemisphere, it's very cold, it's very dark, everyone's broke after the holidays, and this kind of stuff can feel like a recipe for loneliness. Not only that, but I find that social media posts about resolutions and the things people accomplished over the year can really lead me to compare myself to that and feel unworthy or hopeless. And logically, I know that it's not good to compare yourself to other people, only to yourself. And I've gotten a lot better at doing that, but let's be real, at some points we all compare ourselves to outside entities. It's impossible not to. And when I can reel myself in and only look at how much I have grown, I can <clears throat> I can eliminate those unworthy feelings and I can validate myself. <coughs> I'm really sorry. Sometimes I'm going to cough and uh, I just wanted to do like an unedited episode of me just talking to you, like just chilling in my room alone. It's kind of nighttime. My family's sleeping. But anyway, um, I don't really do resolutions and I don't even do smart goals. I just kind of come up with a list of fun tasks and some of them are crazy and unattainable, and I know this, but I put it on my list anyway because it helps me not to take the list so seriously. Um, and that way I don't like, I guess, set myself up for disappointment, you know? Um, so I wanted to tell you about the list I made for 2023. So just for fun, we can just like have a look at it. Some of these are crossed off. Number one, uh, bake something yummy. Did that. Definitely did that. I made tiramisu and I hadn't made tiramisu in a couple years and not to gas myself up or anything, but like my tiramisu is top notch. Like it is really good. Um, I love to make tiramisu and I'm glad that I got to make that last year. I want to make more as well. Also, I made, um, I have Finnish, like, heritage, I guess, and so I made, uh, yulutortu, and I don't know if I said that properly, um, but yulutortu is, like, it translates to yule tarts, and they're, like, star-shaped tarts that are really easy to make, and you put, like, jam in the middle, 
and dust them with like icing sugar and they're super, super good. So I made those around the holidays and that was amazing. Okay, next one, paint my parents' basement. I did not do that. I did not do that because I started my small business and now my stuff is everywhere. Um, so that will probably be a project for this year. That's okay. We can move that to this year's list. Grow out my hair. Cross that off. Growing out my hair. Um, if you've been following along with like pictures of me or anything and like my hair journey, I cut my hair off like two years ago almost maybe frick when did I cut my hair off I cut my hair off like October 2021 I cut it off and oh yeah that was like two years ago that was like over two years ago so anyway I've been growing up my hair since then and uh I just dyed it purple um I haven't had purple hair in like four or five years so um, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm really happy to have grown out my hair a bit. It's awesome. Go skydiving, lol. Uh, okay, did not do that, so that's not crossed off. Get a job I like and keep it for a while. That is crossed off. <sighs> kind of. <laughs> I got a job that I liked. I love being a barista. And then I got laid off because it's really hard for small businesses to stay afloat. In this economy so I got laid off um but I will find something eventually again and keep it for a while so let's hope for that in 2024 fucking survive trial um that is crossed off because I survived it I don't often talk about it a lot um but I when I started my healing journey in 2021, um, so like three years ago, I reported my abuser and um, initially I lived in Ontario and um, in the province of Ontario, when you report domestic violence, you don't actually have a choice on whether or not to press charges. They are pressed for you. And so I didn't have a choice to deal with court. I didn't have a choice to wait around for like 26 months for like, you know, court appearances and court dates and stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't have a choice actually. And uh, so it was a really um, stressful, felt like never ending journey. And last February, literally like, almost like 11 months ago now, um, I faced my abuser directly in court in person and I testified and I survived it. And that was a really hard thing. And so I'm crossing this off the list. I fucking survived trial. Um, well done, patting myself on the back. Thank God that's fucking over. Uh, next one, launch a podcast. Hello, you are listening to it, and this is this is season two now, and I think that's really cool. I, I didn't think that I would ever launch a podcast. I didn't think that I could do it, and uh, I tried anyway, and now here we are, and you're allowing me to be on this journey with you, and I think that that is really amazing and super cool. So thank you for letting me join you. Thank you for hearing me. 
we're going to cross that off. Next one is start a Patreon to motivate me to create. That is crossed off. And then I took a hiatus and I want to boot it back up again. So info will be in the show notes for that. Um, But I, I really want to be creating things regularly because when I'm not creating something, when I'm not being creative, I just feel drained. You know, like my purpose in life really seriously is to create things. So we cross that off the list, start a Patreon. Next one, go to the dentist, cross that off. Um, Self-care includes going to the dentist and taking care of your health, including your oral health. Love that. Um, Go to the dentist. That is on my list because I didn't have a lot of money um, the last few years. Like, I just have been very, very broke. I have been struggling and um the dentist is expensive even with health insurance and so that was a big thing for me was going to the dentist um going to the dentist is really something I don't take for granted anymore so that is crossed off my list well done next one build a vegetable garden for my mom crossed that off I started gardening and I did really well. I grew, I grew beans. I grew carrots. I grew radishes. I grew spinach and cucumber and uh, peppers, like jalapeno peppers. And that was amazing. And I grew big sunflowers, huge sunflowers. And I grew morning glories. And I grew all of these things from seed. And it was really fun. And I used to not be good at keeping plants. But um, outdoor gardening is really soothing and rewarding for me. So I'm going to try it again this year. And we'll see where it goes. I'm really excited to garden. So I'm really proud of myself for that. Next one, get my passport renewed. Um, That is not crossed off because getting your Canadian passport renewed is a pain in the ass. Um, If you know, you know. That sucks. That's okay. (laughs) Next one. Do something really cool for my champagne birthday in October. Okay. Yes. So I turned 29 on the 29th um, of my birthday month. And that was awesome. I didn't think that I would be able to do anything cool, but I went with my partner to Vancouver Island And we stayed at a resort that was like adults only, like no kids. And um, we had a nice view of like a quiet bay. And it was honestly just the most amazing, magical weekend. It was relaxing as hell. And it was very, there's a lot of like nature bathing, you know, like I just felt really good to be outside in nature and the fall colors and everything it was just amazing um so that was such a good birthday that was awesome cross that off my list next one volunteer somewhere i don't know what though um yeah so i didn't think i would end up volunteering somewhere but i ended up 
volunteering. I volunteer now with the BPD Society of BC. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes for you, but they have a support group. It's free um, and virtual every Sunday night. And um, sometimes I facilitate there for their virtual support group. Um, And it's really, really good. It's been a really good resource for people. And I highly recommend you honestly just pop in one Sunday. You don't even have to talk. You can just like put, put just listening by your name and you don't get called on or anything. And um, yeah, it's just been really, really good. It's, I just love joining communities and being able to get support there and also give support. It's just really nice. So it feels good to volunteer with it. Cross that off my list. Um, final thing on my list is eat another one of those penis-shaped waffles I got in Vancouver. Um, did not do that, but that's okay. That can just be moved to 2024 when I'm eventually visiting my brother in Vancouver again. So, eventually I will eat another penis-shaped waffle. So... This list doesn't even have everything else I accomplished. I managed to plant little seeds, not just figuratively, but literally. I planted things from seed, and I grew them, and they bloomed beautifully over the summer. That's a thing. Like Everything that grew for me this year had tough moments and learning curves and low points along the way. And nothing was perfect. Nothing. And actually, a lot was hard to deal with, too, alongside the seeds and the blooming. And I wrote another list with one of my best friends, and we burned our grievances list for Festivus. And if you're not familiar with Festivus, it was in an episode of Seinfeld where on December 23rd, you celebrate it as like a big fuck you to the capitalism aspect of the holidays. And you air your grievances with the year out. So we had an actual airing of grievances, and then once we were finished, we burned our grievances as a symbol of letting go of those things and not letting their energy follow us into the new year. And so my grievances with 2023, without like doing a bunch of trauma dumping, um, I was very broke for 90% of the year. I didn't have a job. And... I was getting interviews for all kinds of jobs that I'm qualified for, but I wasn't getting them. You know, like I'm applying to social media jobs, community management jobs, game design jobs, because I have a degree in game design. (laughs) And um, it's just been really hard. It's just been really hard. I So it is what it is. Um, Having to pay high market fees and then not making a profit. That's my other thing is I have my small business and market fees can be really high. And sometimes the crowd is rough. Like sometimes you just don't make a profit and that's really tough. You have to kind of eat your market fee. Um, Slipping a disc in my back and having to deal with having to deal with like hundreds of dollars at the chiropractor. That is not fun. That is not fun. I did not expect to slip a disc um, before I turned 30, but here I am. It's not a fun time. Um, 
but it is what it is. Eventually, I'll feel better. <laughs> I don't know. Number five, um, I already kind of talked about it. I, It was really crappy having to testify against my shitty abuser, and then uh, he got away with everything. And, you know, it's been... I've had enough time to move on and accept that there's nothing like it's just out of my control and it and it really always was um but my healing is within my control and that's really what matters these days the justice system sucks it really does um and you know i i don't regret reporting i don't regret dealing with all of that I tried, and now I can move on. It's done. Um, number six, global warming. My country was on fire for months. Canada was on fire for months. Um, and the air quality was smoky for months and months and months. And it was really hard. It was really hard to see everything on fire. It was hard breathing the air it was hard it it still is hard like feeling scared about global warming and feeling like really helpless about it you know um and on the note of helplessness you know like genocide i think about gaza every day and i I don't understand why our world's leaders don't seem to want to do anything. Or maybe they do, but it just feels so helpless. You know, um, it just feels like the rest of the world is screaming. Like, it just feels like the whole rest of the world wants... Gaza to be free and it it just we're all out here screaming for their freedom and for justice and for peace and it just falls on deaf ears do you know what I mean it just it just goes unheard and so it feels really helpless and um so I think about Gaza every day, and I know that these things cannot simply be burned away and then let go of. But it was still very cathartic to be able to burn the list and try my very best to move into the new year with a more optimistic and hopeful energy. And I'm, I'm grateful that I can even do that. Because many people can't. Like I said, like I think about Gaza every day. I think about Palestinians every day. And I see that being on a healing journey and moving out of a state of survival mode, moving into post-traumatic stress from something is an absolute privilege. And years ago, I used to say that mental health 
and mental illness was not political. And I would avoid the topic of politics because they made me uncomfortable. I didn't know how to navigate those topics emotionally. I didn't know how to not be on the defense when it came to that stuff. And I'm a very conflict avoidant person. And and looking back, I, I realized that 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 was ignorant of me to say mental health is political. And when we're trapped in a system of oppression, when we are systemically robbed of the things that we need as humans to thrive, that is where a mental illness thrives. It thrives in those gaps. And so I think about Gaza every single day and I'm reminded that it is indeed all political. And even if you're not living in a land leveled by war, if you have to get through your day with the tools that you've been using to survive because that's the best you can do with what you have right now I see you and being on a major healing journey is a privilege it doesn't mean that I don't have a right to be having a hard time with my own mental health conditions But it means that I have access to a lot more things that set me up for success on my healing journey compared to a lot of other people. And so it's important for me to understand that and to practice humility and never forget these privileges that I have. I've had a rough start to this year already. I was laid off. And I couldn't help but spiral for a bit into really deep feelings of hopelessness and unworthiness. And as someone with quiet BPD, I tend to blame myself for everything. And I felt like this was all my fault, that I was never good enough. I couldn't be helped. I couldn't help but be consumed for a few days of thoughts like, you know, what if I never find a job again? What if I'm a loser? What if I'm broke forever? What if everyone hates me? Stuff like that. And when I'm in a mental spot like that, it helps me to look back at where I was a few years ago around this time when I started my journey. I posted a story on Instagram for the new year and (coughs) sorry (coughs) I would love to share my message with you here as well so I'm going to read it to you if you feel lost or alone or hurt I want you to know that this is me a few years ago when I first truly began my healing journey, the picture on my story. And I had BPD, I was newly diagnosed with PTSD, 
I had left a highly abusive relationship that had completely laid waste to my mental state. I was scared of the world and I hated it. I hated it and everyone in it and myself. And I thought that if I am meant to be in this universe, then why does it keep sending me things and people that hurt? Why does this keep happening? What did I do to deserve this? What is wrong with me? And this was at the end of 2020. And now in 2024, I wish that I could tell my past self so, so much. But I will tell you instead that there is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing you did to deserve the pain that you feel. And if you keep taking little, little, little steps every day toward healing, it will be okay. You have to keep going. It's okay if you don't love yourself right now. You still deserve love from others. You're not a failure. You are healing. You are learning. You are surviving. And it's going to be okay. You are seriously a BPD healing superstar, even if you don't see it right now, even if you don't realize it. Okay? So thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. It is honestly a privilege for me to have been on a healing journey, still on a healing journey. And it's a privilege to honestly be part of yours, you know, for you to let me speak to you like this, for you to hear me. Some people will thank me for helping them feel seen and heard. And I truly, I thank people back because you don't have to listen to me. You don't have to, like, no one is forcing you to listen to my podcast. But here you are, and you've listened to this entire episode of me recording this, like, unedited voice note on my phone while I'm sick. This is, this is like you letting me into your house. You listening to me like this? That's how, that's how I see it. Like, I am a guest in your emotional healing space. And that is really sacred, to be honest. That is really special. So thank you for listening. On to season two.